without my mental health, I am very unpleasant and the world is unpleasant. It's like a domino effect, I'd say. Focused on sobriety and then the mental health came, focused on that. Sobriety comes natural when my mental health is in order and then I become a dad. The key thing about being a dad for me is I have to make sure that my sobriety and my mental health are kind of number one. And I know that sounds weird, like putting that as number one when I'm talking about being a parent, but I can't be the most productive present parent if those things are not dialed in. Tears roll down your face Reaching for something Someone to embrace To numb pain Welcome to Sobriety Checkpoint. Are you a parent in recovery, wishing for peace and emotional sobriety? Do you find yourself up late at night, Googling things like how to overcome negative thinking, or why is my heart racing? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel resentful and irritable when you put everyone else's needs first and leave no time for yourself again? Hey, I'm Felicia. I'm a 12-step returned therapist, and I too have battled anxiety and that critical inner voice. All I wanted was peace and just a little bit of time to myself. I tried to strive and achieve to find happiness, but that only left me with more anxiety. I finally realized I needed to discover my true identity to find the peace I was striving to attain. In this podcast, you're going to find solutions to navigating mental health, spirituality, and relationships to experience the peace you've been craving. It's time for that desperately sought-after solo target run. Grab your keys and let's go for a drive. There's no judgment or breathalyzer at this sobriety checkpoint. Bounded by the beauty of it all Recognize I was always destined to fall Into the deepest dark We are stronger than we think we are So fight and show your strength. Before we get started, I'd like to invite you to become a Sobriety Checkpoint Insider. By becoming an insider, you're going to get weekly updates with the latest podcast episode, emotional sobriety and self-care tips, as well as early bird access to special offers. You can also head over to Facebook and join my community, where you're going to find other parents in recovery, seeking solutions to emotional sobriety through exploring mental and emotional health, spirituality, and relationships. Check out the show notes for the Insider and Facebook group links. I hope to see you in there. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to my show, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Reviews help boost my ratings, which helps other parents in recovery find my show. Thank you so much, and I'm super grateful for your support. All right, now let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Sobriety Checkpoint. I'm super excited. Today, I have my first guest on the podcast. I have JP Cefali. I mentioned that on Thursday mornings, I'm going to be having guests. JP is going to be a regular guest on the podcast. So before we get going with our regular Thursday mornings together, I just wanted to have him come on the podcast today and introduce himself. 
just share a little bit about himself and his recovery. I'm also really super excited about having him on the podcast because of his passion for men's mental health. He is an amazing man. I have known him for several years, and he just has just such a kind soul and a loving spirit. And he's just somebody that throughout the years just brings joy to me. And I know that I am completely embarrassing the heck out of him right now, (laughs) but it's true. It's true. So I'm really excited about having him with us on this podcast and you can go ahead and take it away. All right. Thanks for that. My name is JP. I've been uh, in recovery for about 15 years. I don't know how long I've known Felicia, probably a decade, maybe already. Time flies. I'm a member of a 12-step program and it's been quite the journey since I got sober. I've gotten to do a whole lot of like really cool things. I've got to work steps. I've gotten to take people through steps. I've gotten to kind of progress in my mental health. I started going to therapy when I was two years sober in 2010. I have a family that has always allowed me, thankfully, to get vulnerable. I grew up with a really loving family. I was able to speak my mind and share how I was feeling. For some reason, when I first got sober, it took me a while to to address my mental health. That took my sobriety to a different level because I knew that I had other issues besides addiction or other things that I was like trying to process and deal with other than addiction. I was diagnosed with a few things. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, depression, And since 2010, I've just consistently just treated the mental health, but I've been going to therapy consistently for the last, I don't know, 13 years. It's helped me really grow as a person. It's also helped me continue to be able to get vulnerable. It's enabled me to, to just get really honest and you just share how I'm feeling and the steps like the program of recovery has done that for me as well. It hasn't been like a smooth sailing process since 2008 when I first got sober, but it's been a beautiful process nonetheless. And I'm just really grateful for the people that I've come across and for the people that I've met in the program. And I think the ability to be vulnerable is just like a very huge gift that I've been blessed with, especially in sobriety. And it's just really made my life better in 2000 and. 14, got to give away a kidney to a friend of mine in recovery on my actual 34th birthday. And that's not something that I really would have been able to do had I still been drinking and doing the things that I was doing before I got sober. I wouldn't have even had an organ to donate, likely. I've become a dad. I've become a dad in sobriety. I have a four-year-old daughter and she's brought a whole other element of gratitude into my life and challenges. And also I went through a divorce in sobriety and that was also a beautiful experience. And I think that it was, it went the way that it went because my daughter's mother and I were both in sobriety. And there's just been a whole lot of gifts. Like sometimes when things that don't seem like they're so great are happening 
there's a lot of perspective that I have based on how my life was before. And I can look for the teachable moments and things and get grateful. Sometimes it's a little slower than others as far as like my ability to see the teachable moments. I have a question for you. Yeah, please. Can you talk a little bit about your journey as far as like the intersection of fatherhood, mental health, and recovery? Before I became a parent, I had to make sure mental health was dialed in. It's never 100% like all good all the time. But I had to make sure that I was like going to therapy regularly. And I also had to, I think I had to get sober to be able to recognize that I needed to do that. Like I recognized that I needed to focus on my mental health because I thought it was in my addiction. I thought it was just all addiction related. I thought I was depressed because I couldn't stop. Uh, I thought I was anxious all the time because in my addiction, like when I didn't have anything to put into my body, I was just constantly on edge. And so I associated all of those feelings just with the addiction. And so I think that's why it took me so long after getting sober. It took me two years, like I said earlier, to actually start doing, going to therapy and kind of talking about how I felt because I started to realize that I'm sober now, but I'm not feeling 100% better yet. And I started listening to the thoughts that I was having and also recognizing how irrational they were and how uncomfortable I was in my skin, even though my life had improved. I had to make sure that I learned who I was all over again, I think. And then once I was able to do that, I felt more confident and then I was able to have a relationship. I put myself in relationship therapy because I had this propensity to like self-sabotage relationships. I would always find a reason to just not be in a relationship. And I, and I learned a whole bunch of things through therapy as to why that was. And uh, since I did that therapy, I actually never, it's been 10 years, I think, and no sabotaging has happened in that time. I had to make sure that I got sober first and then everything else fell into place. Like getting vulnerable with the steps and telling the truth about how I was feeling and the truth about the things that I had done in the past and owning all my actions and behaviors. That was a stepping stone for me before I started therapy. And then once I was in therapy, I was able to do it easily. I was able to share how I was feeling because I had done the steps and I had shared it with my sponsor, shared it with people I'm close to. And so once I became a dad, it was being affectionate with my daughter telling her I love her and just showing up for her, that came naturally. And I think the reason it came naturally is because a, I had a loving family growing up, but also all the work that I put in to just dialing down my, my mental health. Without my mental health, I am very unpleasant and the world is unpleasant. It's like a domino effect, I'd say. Focused on sobriety and then the mental health came, focused on that. Sobriety comes natural when my mental health is in order and then I become a dad. The key thing about being a dad for me is I have to make sure that my sobriety and my mental health are kind of number one. And I know that sounds weird, like putting that as number one when I'm talking about being a parent, but I can't be the most productive present parent if those things are not dialed in. What would you say is the biggest lesson as a dad? What have you learned about yourself? 
oh, I'm really hard on myself. I'll have a moment where, and it's not even something that I do on purpose. For example, I woke up out of a dream and yelled as I woke up. It wasn't a nightmare or anything. It was just, I just woke up and was like, hey, and it scared my daughter to death. And like all I could think about for the next two or three days was her little face when she was scared. And I was, and I know like it wasn't something that I did on purpose to scare her. So situations like that, or if I have to tell her no, that's also hard because I want her, don't want to give her whatever she wants. But I also know that's not really a healthy way to go about parenting. I, if I got everything that I wanted as a, as a kid, it wouldn't have been beneficial. So it's hard to tell her no. It's easy to be patient with her. And, it, and I also look at my experience as a child and I remember certain things that I experienced, whether it was my mother um, talking to me a certain way or seeing her friends like using drugs or things like that. And I just try my best to be, for lack of a better term, just a, be a better parent because I don't want my daughter to, I don't really want her to experience or witness the things that, that I did. But it all starts with, it all starts with patience and empathy and understanding. I think I always tell her I love her. I didn't get too much of that as a kid. So I, I don't ever want her to wonder. So I tell her I love her. And I also, I'm, I don't yell. Um, I was around a lot of yelling as a kid. So sometimes when I get frustrated, I have to take some breath, which is where all the meditation I've been doing over the last five or six years comes into play. If you could talk a little bit about maybe why you want to be a part of this with me, I'm super excited to have you on. And we're going to have you on here regularly. So I guess I'm just curious if you could tell the listeners. Why are you here? Why do you want to do this? Yeah, well, you asked me and you've just been such a good friend, a consistent friend, a very supportive friend. And I just think you're great. And also men's mental health period is huge. It's huge for me. It's something that I wouldn't be able to do anything if I wasn't doing the work on my mental health. I have ADHD, OCD, and I think since 2013, the reading I've done lately, men's mental health, there's been an increase in suicides and a huge increase in depression, anxiety, and the kind of the whole gamut of diagnoses. I'm lucky when I was growing up, I was like able to talk to my dad or my grandparents about how I was feeling. Even though I didn't really know how to articulate how I was feeling at that time, I still felt safe coming to them. And that's not the case for a lot of people. And I, and I know that like men are supposed to be, well, it's not so much anymore, but it, it, like growing up, men were supposed to be the tough, strong, just suck it up, buttercup type of thing. You know, like don't talk about your feelings. 
Um, you don't want to look weak or whatever else. I remember growing up and thinking, I can't tell my buddy that I'm depressed. You know, I don't even know why I'm depressed. So if I try to tell this person that I'm depressed and I don't know why I'm depressed, like what you, I remember thinking that, like, I don't even, I don't even know how to articulate how I'm feeling. And I just really want people to be able to, to talk about how they're feeling no matter what. I've been in a position before I got sober where I had all these things going on and I had nobody to talk to. I had alienated myself from everybody. And just thinking about that, it just makes me very passionate about this whole thing. I just want people to be able to share how they're feeling. That's just a really huge thing for me. And I want, I just want people to ask for help, to be able to ask for help like I did countless times, even now sober and doing, you know, really well. Like I still need help and I still, and I still ask for help when I need it. And it doesn't matter if it's like you're on at a bottom or a high, like it's just something that is really important to me. Thank you. Any last statements you want to make or any last thoughts? I'm just really excited to do this with you. And um, I'm excited for what the future holds. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. So yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with another parent in recovery who may be looking for solutions to mental health and sobriety? Also, please leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts so other parents just like you can find the show. I'm super excited to know this podcast is helping you. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. I'll see you back here on your next Target Run. Until next time. We are stronger than we think we are. So fight and show your strength. Bring grace from our God. Learn grace from our God. Learn grace from our God. Oh, learn grace from our God.